Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. That reminds me, what's the difference between a wife and a, uh, or a, a wife and a girlfriend? So many things. I know this answer. About 45 pounds. What's the difference between a husband and a boyfriend? About 45 seconds? About 45 minutes. Oh. <laughs> what's the difference between... Um, uh, wait, never mind. Nope. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, what's the difference between love and true love? I don't know. Love sucks. True love swallows. Oh, <laughs> Oh, junior high humor. I like it. That's my favorite kind. So, with that, <laughs> we can say welcome to episode 84. I'm going to call this episode Airplanes Are Sketchy because they are sketchy as fuck. Um, if you want to support us, go to ageofradio.org slash colormedead slash there you can find... You can listen to our show. You can donate to our Patreon. You can... I'm getting distracted. I'm, I'm like trying to figure out what you're watching. I'm like, I don't know what you can do on our tits. page. It looks tits. a little bit like I was looking over at his crotch. So yes. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm looking up tits. Do you like my basket? <laughs> Fruit basket. Is there a basket? I have a friend down in Salt Lake that will be like... Oh my god, look at his basket. <laughs> I, I love that on the movie Evolution and David Duchovny sitting there moving his fruit basket for general. <laughs> oh my hell. Okay, so you can go shop our sponsors, which are Loot Crate, Lootware, On It, and Blue Apron, and whatever the healthy Blue Apron is. Um, Ooh, healthy blue apron. Healthy blue apron, where you can get a healthier version of your blue apron. Well, no, it's perfect. It's laziness. Yes, because they deliver right to your door. Laziness. Healthy laziness right to your door. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can be healthy and still get fat because your ass doesn't move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Duh. Um, and I want to give a big shout out to our examinators from our Patreon, who are Samantha Vaughn and Sharon Hoffman. Also, if you wait for like three weeks, you can hear me. I think it's three weeks. I don't know. You can hear me on the Serial Chillers podcast. It'll be episode 72. So look out for that. And I kind of am making this show go a little bit like their show does because they stop and ask questions throughout. If you haven't listened to them, go listen to them because they're awesome. And you'll see how we do this. But today, my two guests are two of my brothers. I have my big brother and my little brother, Ryan. Say hello. hello. Oh. <laughs> hello. 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 And some of you might know, Kagan. Hi. Say hi, Rochelle. She hasn't had the baby yet. Let's put her into full labor. Hey, Rochelle. <laughs> what are you doing, girl? You know when I, I, know you, I, I love it when you look at me like that. <laughs> speaking of speaking of looking at people like that, you need to you need to pre-record that beginning part so you don't have your brother looking over at you like, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you I usually that? do. I, know, I didn't notice that. So, I have a buddy who flies for another airline. We used to fly together as much as we could in the Navy plane all the time. But I key the mic to start mm. talking on the radio, and he'd look at me, and be like, "Don't say fuck, don't say fuck, don't say fuck." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, lately when I've been recording with people, I'll I'll record it either before or after, so that I don't because I'll I'll start getting all tongue tied. Yeah, I should have done it this time, but I didn't. I just went with it. So you are. This is Ryan that we're talking to a a pilot. Mm-hmm. I don't think I should say the name of the airline. Nah, let's leave that out. But yeah, yeah. I, fly, I fly for an airline. <laughs> I almost said it, and then I was like, I don't think so. No. Can we make up like a fake airline that you fly for? You, yes. Bon Quiqui Air. Bon Quiqui. <laughs> Home of the biscuits. <laughs> Have it your way. Just not too, just don't get too crazy. <laughs> Whatever, like all, these, all the flight attendants are Bon Quiqui like girls. It's like, oh, or it could be Air Biscuit. <laughs> Today I'm flying the Air Biscuit 2000. Nobody's going to listen to this episode. We'll get So in this episode, we talked about how my dad told me when I was a kid that vaginas look like biscuits. And, and how that makes no sense at all. So that's, that's, why, air, that's why Air Biscuit is so good. I don't think so it's good. still on here. I think I uh, closed it out. What came up when I asked Bixby, because I don't have a uh, iPhone. I have a Loser. Uh, it's awesome. No, it's not here. <laughs> do vaginas look like biscuits? Yeah, so the so-so. Do you get to hear us figuring out how the hell a vagina looks like biscuits? And Dr. Balls, who said it, won't come up here and tell us. I, what, we, what we came up with, I think, is that if that's true and it looks like a biscuit, please go see your doctor. Not yeah, him. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Not him. If he is your family practice doctor, please go somewhere else. If you're else. exhibiting <laughs> symptoms of flaky layers. <laughs> If you've got bits of biscuits and gravy, go to the ER now. <laughs> right now. Why Why does this seem like a, a topic we could talk about for I don't an hour? know. Let's just talk about biscuit ginas. I think we kind of already did for an hour and but 20 I want minutes. Let's talk about it more. Okay. I can see biscuit <laughs> jokes coming like throughout the damn okay. episode. So, so, Ryan. Guess what an air biscuit is now? <laughs> oh my god, it was just about Diet Coke. All over the place. It's an air biscuit like a toe touching when you're not wearing anything. <laughs> oh my god, I just about died. <laughs> okay. Okay, I was going to have you start off by telling us stories about lightning screws. Lightning striking your airplane while you're flying. Lightning striking the airplane while you're flying. For the most part, there's a bright flash and you continue. How often does it happen, though? And then you check the plane when you land. and Well, actually, maintenance does it now that I work at a real airline. And when I flew for the Navy, (laughs) I would walk around my airplane and look for issues. And uh, the last time it happened to me... um, there was a brown mark. In your not, pants? Not in my pants. <laughs> I walked right into that one. There was a little brown mark out on the engine cell where the lightning had gone in and gone out. And there was no damage whatsoever to the airplane. Uh, the airplanes are fitted with lightning kits. Um, and uh, each manufacturer does it in, I don't know, different... Whatever they do to put it on there, but uh, for the most part, you can get struck by lightning pretty reliably without noticing any problems, hiccups whatsoever. Is uh-huh. it like a lightning rod or something where like it, it t- takes the current in where mm-hmm. it's absorbed? Yeah, pretty much. System? And then okay. dissipate it out into the... Back yeah, into the atmosphere. the atmosphere. So the reason I have you tell that story is because the one day I had 
I saw something on like a news clip and I sent it to you or mm-hmm. tagged you in it or something. And you're like, yeah, that happens all the time. I was like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> no, I mean, not all the time. Because for the most part, we're able to steer around the storms and stuff. But uh, um, sometimes, especially in Navy planes, which is where I've had the most problem, the whatever we were supposed to do is in a certain, you know, there's no option. So you're going to go anyway. Uh, and, well, yeah, you should send Nikki that video of the lightning that you took out. Oh, yes. did so, I show it then, to you? No. And then you can put it on the Facebook. All on right. the book of the face. I will do the send you a link thing to it because it's too big to send. That's okay. what she said. Yeah, right. And but I sent it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it anyway. It's by mail. Got stamped return to sender. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, I'll, I'll show it to you across the way. Oh, that's loud. Yes, it is. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Right now, it's, we're listening. You can start hearing live in the background, right? Lightning crashes. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's insane. Um, I hate lightning anyway, and I think that's why I was so fascinated with it. Because when we were camping, you were there. I don't know how you I like lightning. When we were little and we were camping, it was always lightning, and we were on the ground. You could feel that shit, like, shaking the ground. It scared the hell well, out the of me. What got me was we were out at the boat uh, up at Flaming Gorge, and the boat's tied up to a dock, and they told me to go fill the water, everybody else inside it, and lightning hits the water in the middle of the lake, mm-hmm. and the cleat shocks my foot. I was Jesus. like, okay, screw that. I'm going downstairs. I'm, I'm done. Uh, nope. We had so many that sketchy lightning stories scary. growing up. I don't understand why you still like lightning. It scares me. I wouldn't fuck say that I me. like it. Ooh, hey, check it out. I look like Oh uh, Ryan Ryan's <laughs> Elsa playing with the Elsa <laughs> emoji. Let it go. Oh, okay. I would do I would make them say so many <laughs> vulgar things. Oh yeah, I've already right? seen a few vulgar ones to send you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Elsa's a dirty um, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the snowman and melting or something like that. Do you want to build my snowman? Do you want to build a snowman or something? Do you want to build a blowjob? (laughs) (laughs) Do snowmen give good blowjobs? I don't know. Is Tell me. Melts in your Do mouth, they? not in your hand. Does the carrot have the ridges? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> okay, uh, I also forgot to mention that you're the brother from episode 50. Oh, yeah, because you were... No, no, you. You. You are episode Ryan. 50. I talked about you, Ryan. Oh, talked about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah, from of, the Naval uh, Academy. Zamora, yeah. yeah, I was just trying to tie you into who yes. you are because we've talked about you before. We're both alums. You are. I, I haven't been on here fresh. before, but I've been talked about. Talked about. And your wife, and your wife the wife witch, has been talked right. about. Um, so when we were trying to decide a uh, uh, <laughs> subject uh, for this yeah. suit, Kagan mentioned... We should do murders that were committed on a plane. And I was shocked that there were even any. Are there, there snakes are involved? Snakes yeah. on a plane. Have you seen snakes? Motherfuckily. Yeah. There are. <laughs> I don't want to hear about no. my motherfucking snakes on a motherfucking plane. On a motherfucking plane. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, no, I don't think any of these have snakes. And obviously all of them are from before 2001. 
I almost said 2011 because I was combining September 11th and 2001. Yeah, I don't yes. know. Obviously, September If you say it with counts. authority, you no, sound yeah, right, right enough. It's all good. Yeah, it's, yeah. it works out great. Yeah, the, September 11th is all, obviously multi-homicide by aircraft, but everybody knows about that. Right, everyone, anyway, yeah, so. everyone knows about that one. And all of this happened prior to that with the security. Security. The change in security. <laughs> but there was the locked door thing that came with that, the reinforced door. Yeah, and, and then the bathroom the, thing, right? Well, and then well, there was also the yeah, and that's a pain in the ass. Um, you should tell people about that. And so. there's also the uh, the dude in Germany who flew an Airbus into the mountain when the captain was back, ta- back taking a piss. So <gasps> so we have to have a flight attendant come up and babysit us and make sure we don't crash the plane it, when yeah. uh, uh, when the cat when the other guys go on pee. Was that on the list? I thought that one was on the list that I sent you. The one that he just talked about. No, but you can tell us that. Tell us the whole thing. Well, that's most of the details that I remember. I'd have oh, to. Okay. I'd have to look it up oh. and get smart on that. Oh, I hey, I sent you a text and it made noises for everyone. Because but that's the link to the video of the uh, lightning we were just talking oh, about. Oh, my phone. I was like, I swear it was on silent, but it wasn't from when we were messing with it. So apparently. All right, we're gonna go clear back to 1939 for our first story. Which was in October 27th, to be exact. In October, probably on October 27th, to be exact. 25-year-old Ernest P. Pletch was the brave motherfucker that decided to hijack a plane. How this all started was with Ernest traveling from Indiana to Brookfield, Missouri to search for his estranged wife. Um, he couldn't find her, so he decided that he thought it was a good idea to take some flying lessons. Like, I can't find her. She's not there. She's not there. Let's take some flying lessons, all right? And this is not... You're not saying flying lessons as a joke for hijacking the plane like he uh-uh, actually No, he actually lessons. took flying lessons. Well, okay. I mean, if you lose that large of an expense, you can afford to take flying lessons. Right. No so wife. I get that. <laughs> no wife. Flying lessons. <laughs> Maybe this wasn't so bad. I'm using it to look for her. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, if I can get a good aerial view, <laughs> I can find her. Uh, he hooked up with a flight instructor named Carl Bivens. They took a few lessons together in a yellow Taylor Cub monoplane. What is that? Is that like one of the Ooh, those, open Those are pretty tops? cool. It's, uh, no, uh, the Taylor, or the, 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 say it one more time what it was. Taylor Cub monoplane. Taylor Cub monoplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's I think it's a predecessor to the Piper Cub that came out a little bit later, which is just kind of like the Cessna's, the high wing tail dragger, single engine prop plane. Uh, pretty basic looking plane. But are they open? They have like the open. No, but you can have a window open. You can oh, have okay. A, you can have a window open. You can fly with the door open on them still. Okay. Oh, in my mind, off. it was like the one in oh, what is that? Movie? Yeah, the the open top types. Well, yeah, like in, I think it's in The Rocket, where there's one person that sits here and one person sits here, but you're not together. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, that thing. about like in the yeah. movie. Yeah. I yeah, don't they know. They have the two cockpits. That's when I fell in love with Jennifer Connelly, by the way. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's what I thought it was. So there you okay. go. Yeah, that can be open, but they do enclose those also. Oh, okay. I got yeah. you. That's close to what I was thinking about. So, apparently during the first two lessons, Ernest got enough confidence to fly solo because during the third flight, he shot Carl in the head two times. Like, I got this. Oh, my God. Bam, bam. What the shit, man? 
Um, pew, pew, pew. Yeah, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Having it's been a, a flight instructor, I can understand some of my students having that reaction. <laughs> All right. Third <laughs> flight, like, shut I the fuck up. <laughs> oh my God, shut your hole. <laughs> it's not that hard. No. Wait, That's so what did she he, said. Did, well, actually, let's keep going with the story. I'm just, okay. I'm dying to know. I'm dying to what know. What to him? Dying to know. He gained control of the airplane and pulled it out of a dive because you know, after the pilot gets shot in the head, it tends to dive. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so once he had control of the plane, he dumped Carl's body in a field. That's why another reason why I was asking if it was an open top. He just was like... He, he like pushed it out of the plane? Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> well, that that type of plane's actually made for uh, unfinished strips, also. So he literally could have landed it in a field, and then pushed him out, and, out and then kept going. Again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because it didn't really specify if he did it while mid air, but mid-air. it said he took control of the plane, which also could mean mm-hmm. landing it. So I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And for the Do you next, think somebody could land a plane after three lessons. Uh, it may not go so well, but yeah. I mean, I was landing planes on my first lesson. That was part of it. But, oh, but you, had, you had been it wasn't simulating. Well. Right? Uh, yeah, I'd been you had been simulating. Well, yes. in that particular plane, though, the simulator didn't actually... It was more of a cockpit trainer, a procedures trainer. It didn't mm-hmm. have a full flight capability. So, okay. So while I had kind of... Not for landing practice. Okay. Not as much. Yeah. Well... Wow. After he dumped Carl's body for the next 24 hours, he just flew around, like, took it for a joy ride. How long can you fly around in a plane in 24 hours? Uh... Well, not 24 hours. You need hours. to stop for gas a few times. In That's what I hours. was thinking because it said for the next 24 hours. So I'd imagine he would take it for a joyride, then land for a while. I mm. don't. I don't. Maybe he was looking for his wife. Maybe he got to the point where he's like, I don't need flying lessons. I have to go look for my wife. But possibly. Maybe that was it. Well, he eventually landed the plane on a farm just outside Bloomington, Indiana. So he's gone from Missouri back up to Indiana. And he went into a restaurant to get something to eat. <clears throat> By now, there was an alert for a stolen plane, as one could imagine. It was all over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it had gone viral. <laughs> right, yeah. all over the internet. It was all over the telegraph. Yes. There were there were telegrams flying everywhere. His landing was reported to police, and he was quickly arrested. So, I mean, in 24 hours, it obviously word got around pretty quick. I don't know how. What did they have in 1939? They had to have TVs, right? Nazis. Nazis. The Nazis, the Nazis told them that they, there was an they extra had the yellow. Yes, the radio. And I think 39 might be a little early for... TV, yeah. Yeah, but the radio. but it was well before TV. Yeah, TV was a more of a household thing of the 50s yeah, mm-hmm. when it started yeah. proliferating. But yeah, radio, I guess the radio is fast enough yeah. to find out. Attention! Well. <laughs> <laughs> bullet, all bulletins. I don't know. <laughs> all bulletins. But fun fact, since we're random date thing... They announced it a day with Hugh Hefner dying, whatever. The first episode with Marilyn Monroe on the front was 1953. So just throw that out. Just for a random okay. date. Just, just for a date check. Okay, there. perfect. And just for Marilyn it was Monroe S- was a size 14. Yes, yeah, she, she was. was. She was a good size. Wait, was she a great big fat person? <laughs> <laughs> Which his sounds of the lambs, man. I know, I haven't. Oh, Which irritates me because then Hugh Hefner went in the complete opposite 
realm of the spectrum because he was like, now? no, he's dead now. He's dead now. I know he's dead now. But. And maybe he is gay in heaven. Maybe that was his happy place, like in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And so he. Is the he's, no, yes. he's the one kissing Shooter McGavin. Yes, <laughs> that's how it went. <laughs> so he goes to the size twos. In size one, and if he has a size six, you're way too big. But your first one was a 14. Go fuck yourself, Hugh. In heaven or hell or whatever the hell you're at. Yes. I eat pieces of shit like him for breakfast. Right. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) President. Okay, so come to find out, though, this was not the first airplane he had stolen. He was awaiting trial for another stolen (laughs) airplane. When <laughs> when he was arrested, he told the police that he wanted to take the plane to Mexico, but Carl didn't want to go for some strange reason, and that's why Ernest had to shoot him. You and boys like Mexico? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> but this is why Ernest went to jail. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the crime... Uh, no at, at the end of the crime. No How about mean, at what? Know what I mean, Vern? Know what I mean? At the end. At the, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a second. At the time, the crime was unprecedented because stealing airplanes wasn't really a thing that was often dealt with in 1939. So did you guys hear about the one that just happened uh, a few weeks ago? Within the last weeks, up at I think it was Seattle. No. No. Some dude committed suicide that way. Really. So he, he was a ground guy at the airport or something. I can't remember if it was Seattle Airport or one of the ones near there or something. And took one of the regional jets flying. And you can actually pull Whoa. up the audio of the controller trying to talk him back to an airport. Uh, I, I'm sure you can get it on YouTube. I can't remember where I heard it. That is disturbing. And yeah. he ends up just talking. I, oh, man, I, w- I wish I would have listened to it before this now. But uh, uh, he ends up talking his way through this and saying, oh, you know, I'm going to go crash over here because I don't want to hurt anybody else or something like that. Holy and, shit. And flies it into the ground. I mean, it's it's uncomfortable to listen to. Oh, my oh, God. It's really weird. Wow. I don't know if I could listen. I don't, I don't either. I don't know if I want to listen to that. After that last audio that you had me I listen know. to, I'm not sure I can do audio I anymore. Know. It's, like, more disturbing than photos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. didn't go listen to that because yeah, you guys good. said that. Yeah, the, yeah that was nothing. Yeah, but anyway, so going back to uh, say again. <laughs> yes, going back to Ernest, um, they didn't know how to prosecute him because that this wasn't was a crime it, yet. Yeah, it wasn't really a thing, and it was a, a second offense of a hijacking an airplane. And so they're like, "I we don't know how to do this." But he ended up pleading guilty to first-degree murder and was given a life sentence. And from what I can understand, he didn't really get charged with hijacking the planes because they didn't know how to do that, so he just got the murder sentence. So stealing was okay in 1939 was what I got out of that. As long as it's an airplane and something that they don't know how to deal with. Fair enough. I I wonder more about this story because it said... uh, I'm curious to know if the missing wife thing was not true or if he was doing all this stuff because he had... She went out Lost the first his plane. mind. She right? Went out in the first plane. They just didn't find her. Yeah. Yeah. Which is possible. Very much so. Yeah. Huh. But then, but then I, w- I would watch this movie if it's just like, you know, 
Richard Dreyfus plays bereaved husband looking for wife Why? and, and right. loses his mind and kills. Uh, always was. Close yeah, I was gonna enough. say they've already made that movie. Yeah. It's called Always. Yeah. Oh, Always. Close enough. Close That's enough. right. Okay. <laughs> My reason for existence. We talked about that. Okay, so this brings us to Ford, our baby. I know. <laughs> Why did that? What did it say on that picture? Oh, uh, I think. Let me okay. pull that well, up. We're, we're going to read so, the caption on that car from Mom's yearbook. Yeah. And then, oh, and then we'll read yeah. the next. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Yeah. So. <laughs> I swear with I a saw. car parked and no one in the front seat, the caption on the photo in the yearbook says, The best activity was free and could take place in a number of places. I'm going to post that picture on Facebook. So then that makes the me think of like chasing Amy or whatever. Free. What, I like the backseat of a Volkswagen? Believe. <laughs> that would never make it into a yearbook today. Oh, no. Ever. It well. just straight up says like, you can go have sex with anybody in a car if you drive to the middle of nowhere. Why do you think that Ryan and most of his friends' parents were 18, 16, 17? Because it's the true. teachers are like, isn't it funny? Guess for, who? Guess, guess you're who? You're saving money. Sex. Guess who mom went to prom with? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who has two thumbs and went to prom with their mom. Also hit up graduation with her too. Yes. <laughs> oh, were you were you in tow at graduation? Um, I assume so. He's I haven't in really her heard graduation pictures. Uh, Have you oh, seen yeah, those? Oh yeah, that's right. I am. Yeah. In yeah. her in her senior or er, in her graduation pictures, she's in the robe and she's got Ryan under that. Yeah, but no joke. Uh-huh. I was born like a week after she turned eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's because of shit like that. Yes. Because uh-huh. parking is okay. <laughs> That's right. Cheap because, and free. Because banging in well, the Ford is awesome. Yes. Oh my god, I can't. If you can't find exists. a place to go, go in the back seat. And front we'll seat will do too. For the shy girl. I'll tell you yes. what though, that totally, that totally changes this uh, thing Dad said. Uh, we're we're looking at cars for me to get and start to work on when I was about fourteen, mm-hmm. and. We were looking at a Plymouth Satellite, which had a bench rear seat, uh-huh. and we were looking at a uh, Firebird that had the hump in the middle between right. the back seats. Oh, I know, because my boyfriend and in high school had a yes. Firebird. So, Dad's <laughs> comment was, well, the Satellite would be a little better for high school, <laughs> pointing at the back seat. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Now, I didn't know the story at that time. I, in fact, I didn't oh, find it out until much later. Shit. But, uh, uh, he, he did then follow it up with, why don't we go look at the Firebird? <laughs> And you ended up with a Camaro. Uh, right? yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think it was that round that I actually oh. ended up getting the car there. Uh, was that what was your first car? My first car was a '58 Chevy pickup, but uh, I got we got that put together to where it was mostly running. But then I traded it to to Dad for a '64 Chevelle SS. And okay. that one... And this is a car. That's a car. I'm that's a car. <laughs> right. And Sorry. that one, it took us a while to get running, so I was driving something else for a while first before I actually got okay. that one up and going. I remember for a hot minute, you two, like, I wouldn't even know what cars you were driving because you would switch all the time. Oh, no. I think I had seven cars before the time I turned 20. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it. Let's see. That I actually drove. I had two trucks, two cars... Three cars. But do you want to count the ones that I hadn't got rid of before I got my driver's license? <laughs> right. The Camaro you had before you got your driver's license because yeah, Mac Chevy had to drive it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got that she- uh, the other Chevy pickup, the gray one, mm-hmm. uh, also before I got my license. And drove that for a little while and then ended up in the, the Chevelle that mom 
fucking hated. Well, hated so did the airport. The, well, no, that <laughs> was not that a mean? functional airport. What are you talking about? Wait, did you take that on the, the runway at the airport? A little bit. <laughs> and I had kind of forgotten that Dad had said, hey, I couldn't find a bolt that fit the uh, cross member to go oh, into the transmission to lock oh, that in no. place. And oh, you, uh, with that, we also had put a big fan spacer in front of it because we had no fan shroud, so we needed the fan up closer to the radiator so that okay. it would keep the engine cool enough. Okay. So you add that flex, the fan blade catches on the lip of the radiator, folds over, digs a big donut hole in the radiator, shucks a fan blade, the car's shaking like hell. And so we stop, and I'm out with uh, Mackenzie and... Uh, and Melinda. And Mindy. Melinda. You're, yeah. And What's Melinda? Melinda was a girl I had a crush on that was Mackenzie's sister. McKenzie yeah. was a buddy of mine that was a great ahead of me over that I was in love with. Who yeah, was, <laughs> was a whole oh, square? Was a boy. Yeah, McKenzie yes. was a boy. Okay. And Kylene, you know and my friend Kylene. So we had to walk a mile or two to their cousin's house that lived out there to use the phone to get Dad to come back and then tow us with the tow rope back off and of the. And this is all on an airport runway on an old yep. abandoned like shitty oh, airport. Oh, so this wasn't this wasn't like the Vernal Airport. No. Oh, no. No, this is... I was like, uh, how did you even get in there? Uh, this is between Vernal and Roosevelt, just to the north off the road. Um, I had no idea there was Roosevelt. an airstrip out yeah, there. Yeah, it's just... And all it is now is a drag strip. Right. Yeah. Or that's all it was when we were in high school. It was definitely not a functional airstrip anymore. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we got going pretty fast. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... New, new radiator, isn't, new fan, and I was up and going again. But isn't that the one I sent you a picture of not too yeah, long ago? Because I found car. it at the car that's, show. That's uh, red now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's very beautiful now. Yeah, that, well, that car was pretty well done mm-hmm. ex, uh, when I had it. Because that interior is the same interior uh-huh. that I put in it. That's how and Dad knew that it was it. Because he's like, that's the interior. I yeah, know that. Yeah, so I put the interior together. We put an engine in it. We put a transmission in it. It just needed bodywork and paint, and it looked, it looked pretty shitty on the outside. But everything else was pretty good, and I had a lot of fun in that car. Mom hated it. Yeah, hated it. Talked me into trading it for a pickup. Yes. So. Dad and I were giving Calvin shit the other day because he's like, "You don't drive yet?" And Calvin's like, "I'm 11." I'm like, "So." I was driving at 11. He's like, no, you weren't. I was like, the first time we I drove, were. Well, you remember how we used to always ask Grandma, hey, can I drive? Can mm-hmm. I drive up the driveway? Which yeah. meant, can I kind of touch the steering wheel while yes. you drive up the driveway? Or yeah. so I and can pop the I clutch was, all the way up. And when I was eight, she got out and walked around mm-hmm. to the other side of the car. My jaw hit the floor, and I was not about to say no. No. And you guys were all in the back of the car. Uh-huh. It was a little shitty Chevy, Chevy S10. Uh-huh. And you and the Williams kids were in the back and went freaking flying because mm-hmm. I had no touch for the clutch. No. <laughs> And nope. so it's lurching. Ka-dum, ka-dum, ka-dum. Those kids bouncing off every part of the back of the truck. Uh, I think, didn't we get out and walk? Didn't we eventually? No. We didn't? Maybe no. somebody did that to me because I popped the clutch all the way down that well, so driveway so many times. She, the next time she let my do that, there was kids in the back again. <laughs> and this time, though, it's parked in her driveway. And so we've got to back up first. Oh, I remember this one. When you back out with the clutch and you let the clutch all the way out and you do it fast as a kid, the world starts going by real fast. It really does. And I went right over the top right of the strawberry, strawberry patch. patch. I and remember Grandma's that. Grandma's remark, oh, Ryan, you wrecked my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that because we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> and you remember that little green pedal tractor uh-huh. that I had went right over the top of that yep. thing, too. Oh, over the top. Have. Do you remember, Grandma's, do you remember the... The strawberry like patch that was like concrete, yeah, like a, an Elmer. 
yeah, Elmerta Elmer- situation. Yes. Yeah, yes. And that's the only way to describe it. And there's no right. way, there's no way to get that over the radio. <laughs> no, no, there isn't. There is no way we can actually explain that to anyone ever. But I remember being in the back of the truck because it was like, oh shit, come on, pom pom pom. Ah, <laughs> we're done. I don't think I don't. I feel like a clutch would be really hard for a kid to get. It right. is because mm-hmm. yeah, when you're eight years old, clutch mm-hmm. will kick your ass. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start our first question, and these are the questions that are inspired by the Serial Chillers podcast because they ask questions throughout, which theirs usually have to do with the actual subject they're talking about, but okay. mine do not. These general killer questions. These are just serial killer. Random Factoid. knowledge. Factoids. Yes. So this is not, I don't have a... Nuggets of wisdom. Yes. Sorry. You're a nugget of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, uh, yeah, you're going to guess. I don't have multiple choice or anything, so you're just going to have to take a stab at it. <laughs> See what I did B. there? Nailed it. There is no B. During what decade was the term serial killer coined? The decade. 60s. Okay. I'm going to go with earlier than that based on big city crime of eastern U.S. cities. So I'm going to go with the 20s. No. Both of us are wrong? Yes. You're the closest. He's closer? Yep. 1970. 1970? Right. I about shit, too. That's so late. That's when all of the serial killers were happening, though. Go look at the dates. Oh, that's yeah. when most of the big ones were hitting. I guess so. Yeah. And so but maybe there wasn't a use for them. But there the, were serial killers back then. There were, but that was when the it got coined, so. Well, Christ on a cross. Christ on a cross. And if somebody has different information, please let me know. You can send your email. You can send your message with a pizza roll <laughs> in the mail to... Who gives a fuck? If you, yes. yeah. if you I disagree like with our help. information, please write it down on a piece of paper and shove it in your ass. <laughs> shove it up your ear. Okay. And try to get it out so, your ear. It's so, a fun game. So that's, that's no point for either of us. Nope, no points. Nobody wins. Well, Ryan would technically get the point because he's closer. Oh, are so we, it's like are we keeping right score? Kind of are we oh, keeping price score? Is right. Okay. Yeah, let's put... price is right it. Okay. Ryan, it's one. Kagan. This is totally different than being at home. I scored. Yes. <laughs> Shit. I I can't right now. <laughs> Kate, Kagan, yes, you can ma'am. tell us the next story, which goes from 1939 all the way to 1999, which is the year I graduated high school. You just gave this to me because there's a hard-to-pronounce <laughs> Japanese name. Yes, I did. <laughs> so... Yuji Nishiza, who was 28 years old at the time, noticed a security flaw at the Hinata Airport in Tokyo. He noticed that people were picking up checked luggage from arriving flights after going through security. Oh. He notified the airline of this flaw and requested employment to try uh, yeah, employment to try to help remedy this problem. He didn't receive much response from and from this and decided the only logical thing to do at this point was to exploit the security loophole. As anyone would do when yes. they see something like that they're like oh you don't want to you don't want to hire me you don't want to hire me fuck me no fuck you exactly you fuck on me i fuck on you <laughs> <laughs> you want to fuck on me no this is my sister fuck me <laughs> i fuck you <laughs> okay the 
Uh, I lost my place. On January, on July, rather, 23rd, he packed a kitchen knife into his checked bag for his flight to Tokyo from Osaka. Once he arrived in Tokyo, he bought a ticket to Sapporo. Is that how you say that, Ryan? Sapporo? It's a beer, dude. How do you... Uh, <laughs> I had, yeah, had yes. like five beers. There's, I know, I was going to say, is it Pineda Blue Moon? The, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> not flight, Blue Moon. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. He went back through security and then went to get his checked checked baggage from his previous flight and took it on his next flight, smuggling a knife on the airplane. Dun dun dun! <laughs> the flight had 503 passengers and 14 crew members. Shortly after takeoff, Yuji got out his knife and forced a flight attendant, Ryan is acting this out, a flight attendant to take him on, uh, take him to the cockpit. Once he got in there, wow, that is so stupid. Will you take me to the cockpit? Yo, yes. It's like, bitch, let me in the cockpit. Ooh, I nice. can't. How long, how long <laughs> so did guys, it take look you? Look at this knife. <laughs> You're right. How long did it take you to be able to be a grown up and say cockpit without laughing? Please tell so, me. I, I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> okay, good. Because I can't <laughs> so, with that word. <laughs> um, I am told that at the Air Force Academy, they are no longer allowed to refer to the women there as cockpits. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That is new material I probably shouldn't be allowed to have. <laughs> I hate her. She's a cockpit. <laughs> She's just a little dirty cockpit. No, I'm more, so progressive these days. I'd like to climb into that cockpit. Oh, <laughs> yes. I can't take that any further. You can't? Why? I don't know. You should. <laughs> is it because you're trying to hold back and be grown up, or you just have nothing? You've gone My blank. Brain, it's, it's short-circuited. Oh, shit. I just, for some reason, I've never really made that vulgar before. <laughs> you haven't? Who I the don't fuck know. are you? I don't know. I just, you understand. I get so patriotic you see, because I about. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's funny because the word has the word cock in it. And... Pit. Oh my and god! Together, yeah. so like, cockpit. Oh, it's basically like, like saying dickhole. It. It's like the opposite <laughs> of it. it would be like pussy mountain or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why it's funny. I love it. So if the front of the plane has a cockpit, that means the back of it has a pussy mountain. <laughs> <That's> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh. mountain might be too big to just be a hill. We're gonna make it all the way up to twelve years old by the end of this. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I don't know. So not with cockpit <laughs> being thrown all the way through this episode. I cannot. No. That's also yeah. why we refer to it as the flight deck. It's like oh, all of our hormones. I like moms. that much better. The flight. Show deck. me your flight deck. Yeah, see, it's right. harder to make that funny. It's, it it's just boring words. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he forced her in a cockpit with a knife point. Something. Oh, I was going to say something funny, but and I He forced his it. way into the cockpit, so you can see how that sounds kind right. of, uh, yeah. you know, like, in, not yeah. good. Yeah. Rapey. Well, let me rapey. see. Rapey. Like, that's what you said like, on the last one, on the, two episodes oh, ago, yeah. right? It's, it About sounds force, all rapey. forcing your way into the end zone. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a little rapey. It sounds a little rapey. Just a little 10 degrees rapey. Stop losing my place. It's like a little culty, man. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Let's see. He's forcing his way into the cockpit. Once he got in there, Captain uh, Nayuki uh, 
Nagashima refused to follow Yuji's instruction. Hold on, the fuck did I get it? No, that was that's correct. You're right. He refused to follow Yuji's instructions, so Yuji stabbed him to death and took over the plane's controls. Since Yuji probably didn't know how to fly a plane, it nosedived to about 1,000 feet before the crew members were able to subdue him and take control of the plane again. The co-pilot made an emergency landing, and Yuji was taken to custody. Taken to custody and charged with murder. He said the reason that he did it was because he wanted to fly a real <laughs> plane due to his fascination of flight simulation games. It's pretty hard to argue with that kind of logic. Right? Like, let's just take over a plane with 503 people on it and try it out. Let's it try our odds. like video games. Yes. Oh, I've done this. i played this level before. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. See, a commercial plane is the wrong way to do that, though, because, you know, a commercial plane, it's kind of boring flying it's not aerobatic flying you know it's not you're not doing backflips yeah you're not you're not pulling g's and stuff and um, (laughs) you know so you know maybe pick something that's kind of maneuverable to go have your fun flying in as opposed to right you know commercial air yeah here's my question yeah yeah yeah. and oh by the way you can go pay just like a couple hundred dollars and get a really good flight like that on a real plane on Mm -hmm. a real aerobatic plane um, here's my question. So they say the crew members were able to subdue him and take control of the plane again. Doesn't the co-pilot have, like, special, you know, emergency... Uh, Defense tools or something? Well, um, like, weapons. he can take over <laughs> and, and fly well, the plane? So, or do they have to, like, switch it like <laughs> no, no, no. it's so a handoff? We have two pilot seats. I'm a first officer right now. I could hold a captain slot, but I would be at the bottom of the barrel on a crappy airplane. You, know, you don't want to be at the bottom of the barrel with no, the captain. No, it's not my day in the barrel. And... <laughs> So it we all in your each barrel. leg. So on the on the leg that I just or on the trip that I just flew, it was a four leg trip, and we went to uh, L.A., Hawaii, uh, L.A. again, D.C., and back to Salt Lake. And I landed two of the landings, and the captain landed two of the land- took two of the landings. So I I flew half of the time, he flew half of the time. We alternate back and forth, but there's two independent or there's two actually interconnected sets of controls. You know, I've got a yoke and rudders in front of me and he's got a yoke and rudders in front of him right power, there's one set of power levers in the middle between us so we can both reach those right that's what i was wondering and maybe mm-hmm. I, well i mean 1999 wasn't that long ago but wouldn't he be able to take over and fly well, yes but those are physically connected in most airplanes the airbus is uh, electrically controlled it's a fly-by-wire airplane so there that's a different more complicated uh subject in but right. for most airplanes, you're literally trying to overpower somebody if they're on the controls over there. You're, oh, you're literally so fighting their he, strength. Okay, I got you. I got it now. So they had to like move the dead captain out of the way so that he could... Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes more sense. Mm. I get it now. Because I was like, why can't he just take over? He's got all the buttons too. I get it now. Yep. So both both of these cases so far have been hijackings of sorts. But they were con- where the where yeah. the captain was the victim. Yes. But not, is are all of these like that? All right. So speaking of hijacking, another quick uh, rabbit hole. Wow. I'm talking to a flight attendant the other day, who uh, saw. Was he? A, were you in the cockpit with no, your rabbit this hole? Is, this is talking in the back. <laughs> Sorry. This uh, oh, in the back. Uh, like a like a Hasidic Jew, you know the. 
uh, like yeah. full blown outfit and everything's flying in from I think Paris, maybe Amsterdam, I don't remember, but uh, sitting next to a little Mormon girl returned missionary. Oh my! And he just decides it's time. Whap 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 whap. Are you serious? He starts going to town on himself next to this girl. What? Actually, so the audience didn't see what you were doing. uh, Yeah, I was making a masturbation gesture. (laughs) 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 And so anyway, he just starts starting to be at the plane in the open next to this uh, little Mormon girl who's just (laughs) been on her mission. And needless to say, is it's a tad bit sheltered at this point in her life. And so she freaks out. And he was invited, actually, not to make it through customs and put on another plane back out of the country. Oh, my God. Really? Can you imagine those curls just bouncing away? <laughs> and his eyes are all rolled back into his head. He's like, like on Super Troopers. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I, hope, I hope you at least ask nicely, you know, like, who wants a mustache, right? <laughs> What's, is nobody. There good, is there a good Yiddish word for climaxing or something? I, I don't know. What is it? What would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Hold I can on, imagine you guys it's talk, amazing. I'm going to look up Yiddish for climax and see if I can say well, it. Well, we'll just we'll hold on for a second because the next thing we have is question number two. Okay. No, I have not done that in the back of a plane. <laughs> and I won't do that. Speaking of which, the Mile High Club thing. Yes. If you've yes. ever been in an airplane bathroom and thought about what you were looking at at any point there, you will never try to join the Mile High no, Club there. No, I'm fat. I can't even on, fit in well, there. Well, not only that, but people the... on airplanes are somehow become the most unsanitary pigs that you've ever no seen. Room. It's disgusting in there. Oh, that's you. Is that you? It was me. I'm vibrating. You're vibrating. My phone says it's bedtime based on what time I set my alarm for in the morning, which is too early. Oh, my, my meditation app told me I needed to go to bed. Wow, we're both dorks. I know. <laughs> Nerds. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Yes, eat. Sleep by headspace. It's time for bed. All right. Don't tell me how to live my life. Do you, do you know how to read that? <laughs> Phone. Uh, no, but that says coming. Yeah, well, I'm trying to translate coming into Hebrew. Oh. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, let's said. listen. Let's make, listen. Make noises. Let's make it. Let's listen. Wait, hold on. Coming. <laughs> the way she says it. That made me Maybe feel you dirty. Maybe the translate thing. Oh yeah, let me try it. Yeah. Oh, it did. It works. Coming. Yeah, but that's just that. <laughs> we want that one. Coming. We want that. I just, I can't help it. I want to type some sentence for her to say now. Okay, it's it's not gonna work, but it, th- there is a word for it. Hey Siri, I don't have to turn. It on. doesn't like me. Hey Siri, why are you such a bitch? Yeah. She always gets oh. mad hey, at Siri, me. Siri, how do you say coming in Yiddish? Yeah. <laughs> right. I was trying to ask her something simple the other day, and she was being such a bitch. I was like, you know what, Siri, you can go fuck yourself. Okay, here here it is. Oh fuck! I'm coming. I'm Hebrew. <laughs> 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 coming in Hebrew, is that what you put in there? <laughs> well, I guess that covers it. Right, that's exactly how you say it. Uh, how do you say coming in Yiddish? Coming in Yiddish. Coming in Yiddish. Oh, well done. I am coming in Yiddish. Okay. Okay. Mazel tov. I'm going to get this question. Question yeah. number two. And it, this one's a little bit easier, so. Yeah. How are serial killers different than mass murderers? 
Well, this was on one of your prior episodes I, I where know. it's uh, more than two people in more than one location versus a mass murder could all be in one setting. Right. Or, I mean, y- yes. Yes. Okay. What was your answer, Kagan? The same thing. The it same thing. It mostly has thing. to do with time. Like, well, the time periods. If, if, if it it's is. like, and and the mass mass murder usually is in the same location. Right. At the yeah, same the, time. Yeah. Mass murder is like Jim Jones shit, where everybody's like gonna die all at the same time. Yeah. Or what was the Heaven's Gate people who have five seventy five in their pocket and or they're like, going to they're going on a rocket yeah. ship. What are they going on? Oh my god, I just got the freaking uh, baby Einstein, or little Einstein things. We're going on a trip (laughs) in our favorite rocket ship, zooming through the sky. When that used to, when we used to put that on, Abby would pipe up and (laughs) 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 just start doing this gyration lately. Oh man, it's so funny. All right, so I'm going to give you both a point. (laughs) You each get a point for that one because it was it was easy. Now I'm going to tell the next story. Excellent. Which happened in 1962, May 22nd of 1962. Um, but I don't know if I like this story because I've flown out of this airport and I think into the other one, too, that it was supposed to go to. The Coima Regional. Huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what was the what name the of hell? your airline? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, what, Air Biscuit? Air Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Flying on the Air Biscuit flight out of... Air Biscuit like, International. And then you do the, you know, the, 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 the Quagmire PA announcement, you know, the, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've reached our cruising altitude of uh, 36,000 feet. <laughs> I, when, our, when our plane was empty and I was flying Navy once, I would do that. Yeah. You know, the, so, please uh, feel free to move about the cabin and uh, giggity. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. The airport was. Um, I didn't even put it on here. But you know what it is. I do, because it's Chicago O'Hare. Oh. Oh. My phone didn't hear me. You guys. Please tell me again. <laughs> is that what it just said? I didn't hear you. Please tell me again. Oh, I'm coming in dirt. Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> coming in Hebrew. <laughs> okay. Um, it was the Chicago. Oh, I just the, chic- the, sh- the Chicago O'Hare Airport. From there to Kansas City, Missouri, for Continental Airlines. In about the middle of the flight, the plane was flying near the town of Unionville, which it doesn't say where. So somewhere in between Chicago and those are all flyover states anyway. Missouri. It's not important. It's it's not important. important. When an explosion occurred, this caused the tail to break away. from... From the fuselage, and the plane crashed into a field. I don't know what that means. What is the fuselage? Where is it? It's the back? Uh, the fuselage is the main body and the tail. So the tail separated, oh, so now you okay. have no elevation control and no uh, um, uh, rudder control. Like on Lost. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, Lost. <laughs> so, I'm sure that's what so happened on Lost. This is one of those moments where the only thing that you can do that's of any use oh, is to... Sure. Stick your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 
Bye-bye now. So Unionville, Unionville is in Missouri on the very northern border next to Iowa. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Well, the plane obviously crashed into a field when that happened, and one person survived initially, but all 45 passengers ended up dying. What caused this explosion, you ask? Yes, well, what caused it? Um, it was six sticks of dynamite that had been placed in a towel bin near the rear laboratory. No, I would have lost the point there. I was going to see a fat guy with a biological episode. Oh my god. What year was this? A 60s? 62. 62. Oh my god. You got these people. I know, that right? Have made airport security. I know, right? Screw them. Right? Because I'm TNT. <clears throat> I mean, you travel on anything else and you just get on the son of a bitch. I mean, like, you get on trains. Like in like in Italy, you got mm-hmm. on train. You just walk on. Mm-hmm. Right. There's not even you just you just get on. Yeah, and a lot of them you don't even you don't, you don't even show, show, show tickets or anything. They you just, just might come through and seat. check them. Yeah, exactly. It's just like yeah, just well, that's I probably shouldn't say this, but that's like tracks in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. You just I get, get on. on there, well, and when I'm they like, first put that in. There was oh. a big free section that you just didn't have to pay on. Mm-hmm. Uh, is so. there still not that? If not, I've been the on no there. No pay zone. Yeah, I think, they, I think they have a no pay zone in downtown. Right downtown, right? Yeah, because yeah, that's usually where. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that it was all that way for a long time, yeah. and then I found out that you had to buy a spot, and I'm like, I wonder how many times I've gone on here for free that nobody checked. Can you, can you imagine if there for weren't free? some bit like assholes like this guy and, right. and the and the terrorists that yeah. you could actually Pilot, just pilots get. wouldn't all get kidney stones because they dehydrate themselves so they don't have to get up and go through the little security freaking oh buffoonery God. to go to piss right you guys should be able to just get catheters i think <laughs> right I think or you do know, you just take bottles for this. <laughs> why don't you just take bottles with you like in dumb and dumber well some of the military planes they had to like the hornets they have to carry a piddle pack the pedal pack. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. the actual name. That's the actual name I of love it. it. Wait, really? It's, yeah, that's the actual oh name. Oh, my God. It's this, uh, it's this little uh, fairly heavy-duty plastic thing that you pee into, and it's got basically the stuff that's in a diaper yeah. in there to absorb, absorb. the uh, liquid. Yeah. Those beads? Yeah, Do you so want to know how that. I know they're beads? Because I've washed them. They've been yeah, everywhere uh, before. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, you... You feel really sorry for a girl and a fighter trying to use one of those things. Oh, God. Oh, they have a funnel version of that. Yeah. Now. It's yeah. the Lady J adapter. <laughs> the Lady <laughs> no, J. No, it's not called that. That is exactly what it's called. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that should be somebody's call sign. <laughs> Lady J. I'm the Lady J, J adapter. Wait, Ooh. say the name of the thing again. A the piddle pack? A- <laughs> So one of my one of my least favorite things everybody's parents do things that embarrass them but like my least favorite thing that 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 dad does is he'll go into a public place he'll just like a gas station on a long drive he'll do big stretch gotta go pee (laughs) (laughs) and it's like do you know how stupid that sounds when it's coming out of an adult male like in all seriousness I love the bit on Big Bang Theory you know what he says is that what you call it going wee wee yeah. well yeah unless I have to go boom boom <laughs> <laughs> is that Sheldon no it was uh, Raj calling it that oh <laughs> even better I love Raj um, that reminded me I don't know why the piddle pack but it just reminded me of when dad says um, quit just standing there like a jug of piss <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. well that was uh, one of Elaine's and Elaine grandma and said grandma? that yeah. Yeah. yeah they did huh don't I just yeah. stand there like a jug of piss <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense don't just stand there like a piddle pack <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I just about lost my pawpaw on that one. <laughs> I almost went wee-wee on my mouth. <laughs> and it wasn't going to hit the pedal pack. <laughs> okay, so they didn't know exactly who did this because everybody died, but there was a guy named Thomas G. Doty who most likely did it. Because, you see, back in the day... You could actually buy life insurance before your flight. Like, you could walk up to the counter and be like, I would like to purchase some life insurance for this flight. Oh, my God. So he bought a $250,000 life insurance policy for accidental death. That is the most ridiculous thing (laughs) I've ever heard of. Right? His pregnant wife and five-year-old daughter were his beneficiaries. He has he had been having a lot of financial problems and was actually supposed to be going to court soon for an armed robbery charge three days oh after God. the crash. Um, his romantic attempt to set up his wife and kids financially killed forty four other people in the process. Oh, so <laughs> inflation's a bitch. So <laughs> right in in nineteen sixty two, a new Corvette costs about three thousand dollars. Right. Two, was that and that's like two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah, so she actually ended up getting that money. That's a reasonable policy for today. Mm -hmm. Right. Today, if I got a $250,000 policy, I would be just fine. You'd be like that And so would the children in college. You'd be like that mom in the craft. And you're just like, I got a jukebox. I got a jukebox, and it's only got what? What's I was going to ask you. I can't remember remember now. What would yours be? I've got a jukebox that's only Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Zombie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd throw some Metallica on there, too. Yeah. And some Ghost. Like, I would have a little variety. Oh, my God. Really quick squirrel hunt. There's a bar, the oldest bar west of the Mississippi. It's called the Shooting Star Saloon, and it's in Huntsville, Utah. And they have a a, um, jukebox that is loaded up with Patsy Cline. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Oh, I love Patsy Cline. I don't care. I love her. I like my country to be old as shit. Well, you yeah. like your country like you <laughs> like your women. Old as shit. Speaking what kind of, of music you got? <laughs> we got both kinds. Country and western. <laughs> What's that from? That was from Blues Brothers, right? Oh, that's so. good. That's good. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Alright, that takes us to question number three. I'm gonna get it. How many serial... Five. <laughs> no. How many serial killers have there been in the United States in the past century? The, the, we're going to price this right, this. Yes. One dollar. <laughs> 99 cents. <laughs> Take my <that>, bitch. <laughs> I'm just going to say the first number that came to mind, which is 23. Mm, since what year again? And I know in that's this century. In this century. In the past century. Wait, Actual oh, in the past century, because I would say this century is no, actually only 18 years. I, mean, was... I took it as 100 years, so. Yes, in that pa- in that 100, 100 years. 100. In the last one. Okay. Uh, the price is wrong, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you, are guess? you really going with one dollar? <laughs> I, I mean one? Oh, 23 you did. 20, I was still 20, waiting for you to. 23 or 71. I don't know. I, I was still waiting for you to answer. Yeah, so I don't know. We're both dumb as shit. Yes. And we're waiting for you to tell us. Okay. 400. Whoa, okay. Is the correct I, I missed it by one. <laughs> I, I was so one. close. I was so close. <laughs> okay, so if we're Price is Ready, uh, this was Kagan. Yes. That was Kagan's point. That's Price is Right. I knew it was more, but I didn't think it was anywhere near that more. Yes. Yeah, very I, many. I knew because I've looked through stats and looked through lists, and I'm just like, there's more than 50. 
But I'm I'm only looking at like the most prolific serial killers right. at the time. Yeah, and there's so, so many that we don't know about. Or you yeah. know, that aren't so so big. It's a way more common hobby than I would have thought. It really is. Serial killing is something you should look into for your next I mean, business can adventure. It, can it really be that much more than stamp collecting? Uh, it does seem more interesting than that. It does. It really does. It, it really does. Right. Okay, you get to tell the next story, Kagan. <clears throat> Hold on. All right. 1974. The year was 1974. Reagan was in the White House. Carter was <laughs> running this country into the ground. <laughs> I can't remember. I was in this hole in the wall. I was in this hole in the wall town called, called Utah. Utah. When some fella comes around making so-called improvements. <laughs> I mean, Calvin watched that the other day, God, too. I love that movie. <laughs> okay. Um, a man by the name of Samuel Bike had, that's B-Y-C-K, had a mess of a life. He had divorced his wife and had bailed on his four kids and was unemployed after multiple failed business attempts. He was holding out for a management position. <laughs> In seven years, he couldn't get a job. I know someone like that. He also had a huge hatred for President Nixon, who he naturally blamed for all of his personal problems. Well, who else are you going to blame? I am not a crook. <laughs> that was good. Uh, he, was. he had even gone so far as to... Okay, iPhone. God damn it. He had also gone so far as to get the Secret Service on his trail because of the threats he had sent to Nixon. The Secret Service was semi-dismissive about these threats, but they didn't know... It, it, what they didn't know is that he had an assassination plan that he was calling Operation Pandora's Box. So original. Yeah, I know. And on February 22nd, he showed up at Baltimore, Washington International Airport to set his plan in motion. Baltimore, Washington International Airport. BWI, it's, uh, it's in Baltimore. It's northeast of uh, D.C. I've also is that what we fly to in to when you go visit Maryland? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I've either that, to- Dulles, or D.C.A. I remember flying uh, into Dulles. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think I flew into this one a few times. Yeah, I like BWI. It's a, it's a little smaller. It's a small... Yeah, it's it's kind of the easiest I to get in and out I think we went there when we came out to the Army-Navy game. <clears throat> Probably. And just Mom and I came out. Hmm. Yeesh. Yeesh. And Atlanta. Oh, I was I went ahead. <laughs> Sorry. God. What is your problem? I don't know. I skipped ahead. Did you ruin a question? No. Uh, he had a twenty-two revolver and a briefcase containing a homemade gasoline bomb. Whatever that is. At the security checkpoint. Security. He shot a police officer to death, and he officer to death, and he ran on to Delta Airlines Flight Five Twenty Three, which was preparing to depart for Atlanta. I've been to Atlanta. I think I went from BWI to Atlanta. I think I did too. That was like the way to get to. Everywhere. Right. You, everywhere. You fly from Salt Lake to Atlanta and then Atlanta to anywhere. Mm-hmm. He stormed the cockpit and ordered the pilots to take <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> I just saw what the sentence was. He stormed the cockpit and ordered the pilots to take off. <laughs> Long Did he pause. say to get off? To get off. That would be better. <laughs> <laughs> the pilots told him they couldn't until the wheel block or the wheel blocks were removed, but he didn't like that answer, so he shot both pilots. Ryan, I'm so sorry. This whole episode that is about completely reasonable. Pilots this is getting Kagan's shot. Fault. 
<laughs> he picked these. He didn't like the answer, so he shot both the pilots and grabbed a random female passenger and told her to fly the plane. That sounds extremely reasonable to me. Well, what a year was this? Random female, seventies. Uh, yeah, seventy-four. Yeah, seventy-four. Right? And then it was the next year, though, that Airport Seventy-Five came out, where the flight attendant actually landed the airplane. The stewardess landed the airplane. Oh no, really? shit! Yeah, that was. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was. I never did see the movie, but Airplane makes fun of it a bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, cause she does she is she the one that lines the plane? Nah, no, no, no. Leslie Nelson. Striker. Ted Striker. Ted Striker. 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 I need to watch that again. Excuse me, stewardess. I speak jive. Yo, mama, I a rap. The only <laughs> thing I remember on airplane because I watched it when I was so young was when the boobs are jiggling. Oh, that is the oh, only so, thing I remember. So it's funny you mentioned that because I'm thinking, you know what? I think my kids might get a kick out of airplane. I better go screen it first though to see if it's, mm-hmm. right. it's okay for them to watch. And then if that part happens, she's starting to shake like Jello. <laughs> 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 Wait, <Look>, Beavis. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> Beavis. Those are boobs. <laughs> my favorite part of an airplane is when that one lady is just like stressing out. Oh my god, no! And so somebody comes out and starts like, hey, "Get yourself together!" No, 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 no! And then, and then it's like, the stewardess comes over. No, 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 no! I'll take care of this. Get yourself together! And then they pan the camera across, and there's this whole line of people like getting ready to. And then they start holding weapons towards the back. So one's got like a board, you know, like the little uh, spanking board kind of thing. And one had like a... A Wait, I think the first like that. one that shakes her is a is a nun. Yeah, well, there was it's a nun. A nun. Then, yeah. yeah, there's a nun in the line too. Oh. <laughs> so good. I haven't seen it for so long. I just I it's really only good, remember well the boobs because mm-hmm. <laughs> the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yes, he, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so he grabbed the random female passenger and told her to fly the plane. From the run, <clears throat> from the runway, shots were fired at Samuel, and he was wounded. After he hit, he hit the floor, he decided to commit suicide and shot himself in the head. Great All follow right. through on the plan. Right. One of the pilots that he shot died, but the other survived. An audio tape was later recovered with his plan for Operation Pandora's Box. He had planned to hijack the plane and fly it directly into the White House. See, so Osama bin Laden just wasn't that original. No, it, wasn't original. it was also in a Clancy book. Was it? But really? they fly it into the Capitol when Congress is in session, right? And all kinds of people die. Oh my God! Eesh. Wow, that's terrifying. I wonder how Tom Clancy felt on nine eleven. He was probably just like, I feel like such a dick. <laughs> I feel like such a dick. How much did they read? <laughs> this came out on paperback already. No, that was awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if this story sounds familiar to me, to you, it may be because a movie was made about it in 2004 called. The Assassination of Richard Nixon, Nixon, Nixon. with Sean Penn. Okay. Did you just turn into Sean Connery? Sha- Richard I'm waiting, Nixon. To be, I'm waiting to be impressed. Don't you mix <laughs> me up with that little twerp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The topic is a petite dejeuner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the ape tit for 200, Alex. <laughs> it's not ape tit. <laughs> I love those skits, man. Those are the best. Right? The best. <laughs> the, 
I'll take take the penis mightier. (laughs) That's the pen is mightier. (laughs) I don't care what it's called, man. What I want to know is, does it work? (laughs) You're sitting on a gold mine, Trebek. (laughs) (laughs) My My favorite celebrity Jeopardy moment of all time is still, you'll be sitting there minding your own business and one day... The name Turd Ferguson. Oh, oh. Dude, Norm Macdonald is so funny. I love that guy. He's yeah. hilarious. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. It's big hat. It's funny. <laughs> oh, okay. It's funny because it's bigger Can than Can I tell a Burt, a Burt Reynolds story real quick? Oh, well, absolutely. Really quick. Okay, so Burt Reynolds, even when he was like the most famous movie star of movie stars, he uh, would still do TV game shows. And uh, there was... One of the shows was Million Dollar Pyramid. Do you remember that show? Yes. Vaguely, yeah. So uh, the whole idea on Million Dollar Pyramid is you're trying to get somebody to say a word without actually saying the word. Don't right. say fuck. Don't say fuck. Don't no. say fuck. <laughs> exactly. I know what that is. So, I saw. Wasn't yeah. it on yeah, Friends? Yeah, I remember that one now. Yeah. Was it on Friends? Yeah. No. So maybe. Burt Reynolds is is partnered up with this black guy, and and the word is. Uh, deer. Was what? Deer. Deer. He needs to get the guy to say deer. So he starts off by saying doe. You know, to get doe a deer. Doe a deer. So so Burt Reynolds goes doe, and the black guy goes knob. And Burt Reynolds just loses his oh shit. Like he starts laughing so hard. And he's just a celebrity guest on the show, so he's not making any more money than it's this guy who's trying to make money. And this guy is getting furious because every time they try and play, Burt Reynolds just keeps losing his shit. He just keeps like breaking down on the floor laughing. It's a really good clip. Dope. <laughs> Knob. <laughs> Okay, with that, I'm going to go to question number four, which I'm giving you multiple choice on this one. Which three behaviors are known as the McDonald triad? Triad, triad. How do you say that word? Triad. I always say it wrong. A, bullying, arson, and nail-biting. B, bedwetting, nail-biting, and bullying. C, bedwetting, arson, and cruelty to animals. Oh, bingo! The one with cruelty to animals. I'm gonna say B, not not with cruelty to animals, just the kind of innocuous stuff. Kagan is correct. Cruelty to animals. He took my answer. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit. Wait, what is the mad dog thing? Uh, bulldog, I mean. From um, Fraser. Fraser, yeah. This is. Ah, oh, I can't remember. That's what Dad calls Kagan. Calvin. I was looking at your name and trying to say Calvin. This is... Ah, hold on. House. This stinks. This is total BS. That's what it is. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to look it up. I got to put that. Hey, where the hell's my Lasorda take? This is Tom! I've got it. This is Calvin. Hey, where's my tickets to the Sonics game? They were here just a second ago. Somebody stole my tickets to the Sonics game! This stinks! This is totally yes! This is... Oh, got it. Got it. Okay, okay. That is Calvin. Yeah. That's my mom. Oh, I found him. Yeah, that's why mom and dad call him Bulldog. Okay. Next story. We're going to go back to the 40s. Taking it back. 
July 16, 1948, an amphibian seaplane owned by Cathay Pacific Airways took off on what should have been a routine flight from Macau to Hong Kong. Where the hell is Macau? I heard Macau's of it. Macau's in the remember. field next Macau. to Macau. <laughs> <laughs> don't. don't <laughs> <laughs> anyway, clearly somewhere. That's By the not way, here. I wasn't being racially insensitive with that story because that's what actually <laughs> That's what they, they, they hit. <laughs> just clearing my ass here. Anyway. The, uh, yeah, I can't even think of what I'm trying to say. Are actual stories that happened. We'll look up Macau. Uh, is it A-W at the end? I think, it's M-A-C-A-U. A-U. Macau. 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 Oh, so have you guys watched the new Lethal Weapon series? No. No. Uh... <laughs> so, so the uh, sh- sh- uh, what's his name from uh, Stifler? What's his name? Oh, God! Oh, oh, I can oh, see him now. All I can see yeah, is the uh, goon. Sean William Joseph. Yeah, Sean, Sean William, William Scott. 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 Yeah, yeah. So he is the new Doug guy Glad. that kind of takes place of Riggs in the uh, uh, spoiler alert um, in season three, spoiler. and. <laughs> They say something about trying to come up with the signal. And he goes, well, maybe we should... Uh, Damon Wayans like, we should try caca, caca. <laughs> and he goes, Sean William Scott, like the evolution thing, right? And so he goes, I don't do caca, caca for personal reasons. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> well. <laughs> so Macaw is a little bit uh, west of Hong Kong. Okay. So it's, so in it's not too it's far. In in China. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, this was supposed to be a routine flight from Macau to Hong Kong. Shortly after, the plane crashed into the Pearl River Delta, killing 25 of the 26 people on the plane. The one survivor named Wong Yu was found floating <laughs> in the water by two fishermen. Wong. Wong Yu. Wong Yu, too. Stop it. <laughs> you just keep looking at me like, don't make fun of it. <laughs> I was waiting for you to. <clears throat> Upon further investigation of the craft, craft of the crash, they found bullet casings in the plane and a passenger that had bullet wounds. But here's a fun plot twist. The only survivor was involved in the hijacking of the plane. That is some sick irony. Right. He had been involved with a man named Chio Tak. I don't know how to say that. I but like it's that something you said it close. with such passion. Right. It was. It was very authoritative. It yeah. was. I just act like I know what I'm talking about. Who was the mastermind and <clears throat> two other accomplices that planned to, planned to hijack the plane and rob the passengers. A lot of the passengers were wealthy, so they thought that was a, this was a great opportunity to get a lot of extra money. <clears throat> They were going to take control of the plane, land it on a remote island, and hold the passengers for ransom. However, like those stingy-ass pilots do, the pilot refused to give up control, and Chiao Tak shot him in the head. He collapsed onto the controls, and that's when the plane started to nosedive, as, you know, I could imagine it would, and Wong jumped out the emergency exit. He's like, well, fuck you guys, I'm out. This sounds a lot like a Rage Against the Machine song. It does. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yes. Um, Again, with this, there was no laws against this, and Wong was not prosecuted. 
What? Yep, because they didn't know. What year was this again? Uh, 48. They didn't have any laws against hijacking airplanes back then, apparently. And it was we don't have a rule for this. You got us good, you silly guy. Have a nice day. <laughs> you good, you rookie fuck. <laughs> so, well, sorry, I, I, don't, I can't find airborne murder in the book. No. I, do, I can't. You're good no. to go. I, this is not a mass murder. It oh is an accident. We, we only have murder on the ground in our book. Yeah. That is so Well, dumb. and that was the other that thing. Is ridiculous. Is, yeah, it was in the air. Like, they're in the air. They crash into the ocean. That, There's no... That, who does this fall under? Does this fall under Hong Kong? I or? cannot believe that because, I mean, there were, there were vehicles... There probably be laws at that, time, at that point. They, they have to have something... I, I feel like they would have to have something on there for, like, negligent automobile you would homicides think. Or, some, or, but, or something. I mean, any sort of... And how do they prove homicide. that it was him, though? Like, how in back in the day, they don't have any way to prove anything. They just pull out an airplane that's got dead people in it. That's interesting. Right? So I wonder, did you did you see anything about the evidence that he is absolutely the one that planned this? Do you know? He admitted to it. He. Yeah. Well, there you go. From what I gathered out of it, he admitted to it. But well, if there issues was... this happened in international waters, you drag his ass back out there and you pop him in the head. Right. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Two negatives makes a positive. We're good. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Well. Piece of shit. What a piece of shit. Uh, so this brings us to our really fifth. makes you have faith in legal systems there. It really does, especially in the forties. If you're in the forties, the thing to do, or anywhere from the forties to the thirties to the seventies, hijack a plane, you'll get away with it. Okay. Yes. So that's going to bring us to our fifth and final question. B. B. What are patterns that link separate homicides called? A tracks. B, blueprints, or C, signatures? Ooh, buzz. Yes. Signatures. I'll just say what he said because that's worked so far. Yes, you are correct. That is correct. Signatures. <laughs> it's like the wet bandits. <laughs> it's our Kid, calling Because we're the wet bandits. <laughs> so, Kagan won with four points. Oh man! I can't draw a four my with biscuit. my left hand. <laughs> Do my you have early. a biscuit? <laughs> you gravy room. early. <laughs> you gravy on that biscuit real early. Mm. Oh, oh my god. god! We explained that for this episode, didn't we? Yeah, yeah okay, we did. Good. We, yeah. I don't want to be all the biscuits. Well, do you, do you do you have any other good stories about death at thirty-five right. feet? Right. Yes, this is what I want to know. It don't even have to be uh, death, just crime, period. Crime? crime. Yes. I mean, that's got to be rampant with, like, you know, drug trafficking crimes, but that's that's lame and boring and old hat. Or we could go with puking stories. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Projectile vomiting stories. I went into Paris on a rough day a few months ago, and uh, we had to go around for a wind shear alert. So we go around, and needless to say, it's a little bit bumpy, and it takes us a little bit to make a lap around and for wind calls that are safe enough to land, and we go in and try again, and <laughs> we get on the ground okay, and the flight attendants come up like, uh, can you call operations and get some cleaners out here? Oh, <laughs> there were like no. 20 people yakking in the back at the same oh, time. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Puking oh. rally! Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. You've you've been on planes where people have flipped out before, right? 
like causing a scene. You've told me um, at least one. Which what was that? Uh, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember exactly. It wasn't. He wasn't being violent. I feel like you had. He had oh, I had taken. a guy sit next to me. I was in the back of the plane that was just terrified of flying. Every time really? the plane even moved the slightest amount, he grabbed the. I mean, he just grabbed the armrest with the death grip, and you know. And then he explained to me how he flew about once a month for work and was absolutely terrified. It read every book there was, knew all the facts about it, and just couldn't <clears> get over it. He's like, "I'm still terrified." Huh. Yeah. So. That sucks. It, I feel like it's a, on some level, it's a rational fear, just because right. like. Your your brain well, is programmed to not want to be high. Well, it's a control system. Well, dangerous. It, what it kind of high you talking about? <laughs> no, they, it's a control system. Sounds a little culty. Yeah, <laughs> it's a control thing. Everybody understands that they're way safer in an airplane, yeah, a commercial airplane, than they are in a car. You, everyone knows someone who's died in a car wreck. Everyone right. knows. Yeah, I've been in the military and in aviation since nineteen or two thousand. Mm-hmm. I know some people have died in planes. I'm in the minority there. Yeah. You know, most people don't know people who have died in planes, but almost everyone's flown in one at some point. Right. Yeah. You know? And, you know, everyone understands that statistically it is a lot safer, but you have zero control. Right. Absolutely yes. none. And it's something that you don't do otherwise. So if you ride in a car, you understand what's happening in front of you, understand what's going on. And so you know whether or not you should be scared or whether or not the guy's driving like a jerk. You understand. If you're in the back of a plane, you're just in the back of the plane. You have no... You either make it to the gate or you don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's where I think the fear comes from. Yeah. Well, I, well, I also think the fear comes from in, in, in vehicle crashes, uh, in a, a part of your brain thinks, oh, there's a chance I could make it through this because you mm-hmm. know that it's feasible. Airplane cat crashes are catastrophic usually sometimes like, like you don't hear of a lot of people walking away from plane crashes well they, they don't make the news because that's not interesting in the days of 24-hour news now nobody that's really true. gives a shit about people surviving yeah no that's yeah. true they don't want to hear about it that's a that's a good happy story we need the shocking stuff to keep people's attention yeah the last time I flew, though, I usually I'm not afraid of it, but when I got like all you know sat down and everything, I'm like, I feel like I should be afraid. I almost like talked myself into a panic attack, and then I was like, Oh my hell! <laughs> yeah, you're get like, yourself together. Landing for some reason freaks me out. I love it, and I love taking I off, and I'm like, Why do I like this? Why? What is wrong with me? <laughs> But yeah. what if an angel's puking her guts out next yeah. to me? I'm I like, like it, but my seat's better than yours. It is. Yeah, that's true. You got to, the view is a lot better. I was, I wanted, I think, I think more of the interesting stories that you've told me have actually more to do with medical emergencies. On yeah, flights. that's what I was going to ask. How many, how many um, emergency landings have you done? And are they for anything good? Since I have been flying commercial. <laughs> good, juicy. Since Maybe I have been juicy. flying commercial, knock on wood, I have not declared an emergency. Oh, really? Uh, now, go back to Navy flying, and I, on the second day in a row of having an engine failure, um, I... My co-pilot, who was actually senior to me, but I was the aircraft commander that day, uh, declared an emergency, and I looked at him like he was the dumbest person on the planet, and then I realized that I was far too comfortable with our broken, <laughs> like, <laughs> breaking all the time. You're like, like why would you declare happened? an emergency? It's just an engine. 
Yeah. <laughs> Shit happens <laughs> the all thing, the time. It's just the thing keeping us up here. Yeah. Well, and actually, the timing on it's kind of important, too, because the controllers jump in your shit when you declare an emergency. What do you mm-hmm. want? What do you need? Where do you want to go? How many people do you have on board? How much fuel do you have on board? And they're asking questions. Yeah. And I don't need them in my shit until I've got my shit straight. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, uh, so, so that's the other reason that I looked at him like he was a moron. But really, he was right. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, fine. Yeah, all right, here yeah, you get this one. But I just did this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> engine failure, some engine failure. Yeah. yeah, you told me. I'm remembering now a little bit. You told me about a guy who was having like seizures or a heart attack. Oh yeah, I feel like I know and, this story. And I doesn't this does this not ring? It may have been one that I told you that didn't happen to me. That there's. Uh, uh, I don't know. There were, there were three flights in a row, uh, three Paris to Salt Lake flights in a row that I flew that we had medical issues, mm-hmm. and none of them did end in an emergency, but it was close on one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it happens from time to time. We actually returned to the gate uh, on this last trip that I was on uh, to boot a passenger off because they were sick i mean they were ridiculously sick and we you know we can't taxi the plane if somebody's up and moving and not in their yeah. seat and this guy kept going to the bathroom and just yakking his brains out oh good and uh it wasn't the cocktail flu you know it wasn't anything fun like that so <laughs> they didn't uh, give him a trash bag and tell him to go to town <laughs> no a shopping bag so we hadn't even made it to the runway and we're talking about only about a 300 yard taxi from the gate to the runway it was yeah. a short taxi and we had to stop for this guy twice and, and luckily the airport wasn't too busy at the time because you can really shut a place down when a passenger gets up and they won't sit down. It sucks. Right. So uh, we end up sidelining and we had another little trivial issue that we kind of wanted looked at. It was just a cabin convenience in the back kind of thing. And, yeah. And so we're like, screw it, we're going back to the gate. And we ended up taking him off and he didn't want to get off. He didn't want to get off. And then in the jetway, he actually uh, kind of partially collapsed and then sat down and he was sitting down in the jetway for a while and when you think about this flight this was an over-the-water flight so oh the options are kind of limited if he decides to that oh hey guess what i'm gonna have some kind of near-death experience now and we're uh 1500 miles away from the nearest piece of dirt so right yeah we can't there's no skis on this (laughs) we can't do a water landing and it wouldn't help if we did because guess what there's no hospital there Right. We'll just dump so, you out, feed you to the sharks, and go on our way. It. Yeah. The, I'm sure the Meg is in there. The Meg. That's right. Yes. He, that he needs big to bastard. Yeah. So are you trying to tell us that generally commercial flights are pretty safe? Yeah, pretty safe, pretty boring. I'd like to keep it that way. Yes. Yeah, I know. Can we keep it that way, please? Yeah. I had my first drink on an airplane. Did you say drank? Drank. <laughs> Got money in the bank. <laughs> um, I They'll did. serve me up a drink. A drink. I was like, look at me. And then Angel's throwing up. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I've only vomited on... Um, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, helicopters. No, you puked on an airplane once I when did. you were little. A little babe. Oh, How old was remember. he when we went know, to Hawaii? I had food poisoning once and yacked on an airplane. That was the only. Really? That's my only yak on an airplane. Was I, I there? Or was, it was no. When this was a Thanksgiving oh, okay. thing. I was going back to the academy on on the Thanksgiving break, and I yacked up turkey from like two days prior. Mm. Oh my god! Yeah, it was not good. 
That shit and came I, out of your toes. I, 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 <laughs> it does anyway when I throw up. My toe muscles I hurt know. when I throw up. I, you can exorcist that shit. Yeah. Like it I'll goes what, from if, room to room. It I goes could, corners, takes corners. If I could harness that and make it a workout video, <laughs> it would be the most effective workout video ever created. My yak is a full body workout. And it, yep, and it goes far. You've got the distance. <laughs> I definitely shoot oh for distance. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just pictured some like leotarded um, workout video where where the prop is a toilet. Toilet. <laughs> and there's like stretching <laughs> out. All right, now lunge and lunge and purge. And oh. <laughs> this was what we called the porcelain hug. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you keep your shoulders back so we, that we don't get a hunch and pull. <laughs> We're gonna go distance for this one. This is the rainbow yawn. <laughs> 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 so you puked when we were going to Hawaii I'm, when you were probably uh-huh. shit I was like 15 so you would have been 5 ish yeah. okay. and um, we were just landing and you started to get sick and dad put something over your mouth so the puke goes <laughs> whoosh, no. hey what about no. your trip to Comic Con last time with Calvin yes that's exactly last, what uh, he did when he too. put his hand over yeah. his mouth and just sprayed and I don't think people understand and I don't know why the hell I didn't oh, take a picture gross. but it covered my entire windshield like there was not a spot of my windshield that what? wasn't covered what you came, you came we went to, to Comic Con but you'd already cleaned most of it up yeah he really covered that much of your windshield? The entire windshield. How is that possible? Because he went like this and covered his mouth like he's going to cough, fist over his mouth. You know when you have the garden hose <laughs> right there and you twist the little thingy mm. tighter? I know. I, <laughs> it's kind of like how that. does your stomach have that much like pressure? I have. Like, it's just an efficient spread. Jesus. See, my, my, my vomiting is not in the that efficient. Here. You could. <laughs> oh my god, mine is just not like that. Right. Mine is just... I was talking to Jace about vomiting the other day too and how it's i've experienced a few like seriously painful things in life not very many but a few like just like this hurts so bad i have to go to the er and get like drugs in my arm right so now like yes exactly yeah. <laughs> so it's but, the same way with but, a man but i feel like i feel like vomiting for me is nearly like an eight out of ten on the pain scale like it hurts for me to barf. Does it really? Oh wow! Bad. Like it hurts like a son of a bitch. I hate it oh. so much. And then my and then like even though I'm done throwing up, my body doesn't realize it, so it decides. It to just keep, keeps going. It decides <gasps> to keep throwing Those up for another five minutes. It's like. <gasps> I hate that. I hate it so much. You're like, you don't know if you're going to throw up something that's not there or blow out an O-ring. Either one can happen. <laughs> right? I don't puke that often. Is your O-ring do... your anus? Yes. yes. Is it your balloon Well, box? that one's from... Yeah, uh, your dirt button. That was from uh, Austin Powers, right? Oh, easy there, son. You're going to blow out an O-ring. Drop along. There's <laughs> Tom Arnold in the bathroom. Uh, wasn't oh. that who it was? Tom Arnold? I think so, yes, it was. Work for yeah. Yeah. Who does number two work for? That's right, bud. You tell that dirty's boss. I almost made a marriage joke a minute ago, but it's too late now. It was funny it's in my head. Late. Do you know how many marriage jokes there are? Uh, two for me. <laughs> One. The rest are two stories. Oh. Uh, <laughs> did you just come up with that? No, it was actually an adaptation of a lawyer joke. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do we have any more stories to tell? 
about airplanes or puking or I threw up when Ryan going. took me on a on a Oh on that's right. Christmas. In fact we were like right over the house. We were really close. Yeah. We, we, you so, did? So for the listeners, uh, Ryan, you rented a plane, mm-hmm. right? From the Vernal Airport. And I wasn't here. I didn't get to go. <gasps> I feel so go? cheated. You've never been flying with me? I have not. Because yeah, I lived I've in been, Colorado at the I've time. I've been flying with Ryan twice. Yeah. I was in oh, Colorado you both times. In also? Oh. oh, you just flew me back from London, you dork. Oh, oh yeah, duh. yeah, that one. <laughs> duh. Like, that was um, so, like, last <laughs> month. Um, it kind of was. It was two uh, months ago. Oh, two yes. months ago. But Ryan took us over, uh, yeah, just flying over this general area. Yeah. see the mountains and Remember everything the, from the sky and we were almost back and i barfed in that plane and i th- there were sanitary bags there were vomit bags but there there was no additional material left so basically this is really graphic but i throw up into the bag there's no tissues there's nothing to wipe your hands or mouth or nose on and i'm dripping from all oh, all God. of the places and so for the last 10 minutes of the flight, I just had to keep this vomit bag over my face like a horse with a feeding bag. No! Yeah, smell the fumes. And just, like, sit there and be like, because I'm not going to open it and, like, let it drip all over my ah. everything else. It was awful. The rest of it was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> when Angel was puking, I always bring baby wipes with me no matter what, because I've got three kids. Thank They're disgusting. The bless you. And so I I pull out. She starts puking, and Spencer and I are as calm as could be, because Angel pukes for everything. And <laughs> he's watching his movie, and I'm like, I got my first drink on an airplane. <laughs> and she's yakking. And so it's like I can see her struggling, so I like reach into my bag and get out my wipes, and I just keep feeding him to her like this. <laughs> she wipes and throws it away and then hand her another one. Ooh, watching my movie. <laughs> did you give her the bags I brought back? I did. did I gave them like to her while she was in rehab. Oh the one God. time that I got to go see her. <laughs> Wait, what? What, they, what, what were they vomiting? <laughs> she laughed pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> no. They're, no. So they're great trash bags that are pretty hefty about this big. The ones uh-huh. that the flight attendants walk down the aisle with, you know, to take yeah. your trash and stuff. And, okay. And that's what they gave her to throw up in, because I guess they kind of stopped reloading the uh, vomit bags. And oh my god. Whatever. She was looking and, all over for one, and then that's what they gave her. And so so they hand her one of those. Why don't they do so those So I anymore? was amused by that, and so I stole a bunch. Well, stole. I grabbed a bunch and, and uh, uh, sent them home. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I didn't get them. Mom had them. <laughs> And I didn't get him until she had gone to rehab. Because I was going to give him to her while we were recording, but Mom didn't bring him over until after. It was like an hour, not even an hour later. It was like 20 yeah, minutes was, after we got it was done. Right as she went. And it was <laughs> as she was going, because it was the day that she went to rehab. So I got to go see her the next, like two weeks later. And um, I took him out to her with all the stuff. She laughed so hard. It was so funny. But I couldn't record her because I wasn't supposed to have my phone or anything there. Yeah, that was funny. So, I have one more puking on an airplane story. It's not mine, but it's a YouTube video, and I'm going to have to find it and post it. But there's this chick, and she's in one of those little tiny airplanes, like the one probably that you rented. And she starts puking into the bag. Oh, I have that <laughs> Have you video. seen that one? Yeah, it's, uh, on, it's on my picture. And as okay, she's puking... Okay. 
the there's like turbulence or whatever and the puke keeps coming back oh. into her face oh, <laughs> it like Jesus. splats in her yeah. face and then no. she pukes some more and then it bounces and splats oh. in her face yeah that was the basic size of airplane we were uh. in yeah so yeah just <laughs> so replace her with kagan and you pretty much got, got the, the same idea. thing yeah. that's what it reminded yeah. me of it was that oh my God. i couldn't that was so gross to watch so, but, yeah. the, so the other memorable thing about that flight the other most memorable thing is that so we were up there with Ryan Dad and Grandpa McDowell. Mm. So it was the four of us. And their headsets worked and mine did not. Oh. And so there was some conversation happening that I, I couldn't hear because my headset was broken. Okay. And so Ryan decides that it would be really funny to scare the holy living fuck out of me like, in the middle of this thing. So what my, kid, my kids call it, call it astronaut quals. So you do the zero G thing. So you just I push the yoke forward and everybody floats up in the seats. And yeah, I want to try. Like, it's yeah. no, it's it's like on a roller coaster and yes. your stomach drops. Like it is it, but like that is my in, favorite thing. But but imagine that you have no idea that it's about to happen. It just oh, happens. that's even I better. Freebie the plane was breaking and we were going to die <laughs> the kids like love it seconds. cindy threatens my life every time i would be all about that shit wow how, how did mcdowell deal with that but he's a he's a yeah he's oh yeah he's, he doesn't care he used to no, jump out of airplanes for the one fun that scared him though was i was kind of flying down a little yeah in a little ravine, ravine area yeah and, that was cool uh, a creek bed or something yeah and he uh he thought that maybe was a little close <laughs> how, how high were you off the ground at that time? Okay, then. a few hundred feet. I can hear yeah, him telling was, you. I was, was definitely legal. How about that? That was, yeah, that, that was my favorite part of it. Well, flying over Diamond Mountain, uh-huh. and then flying over that. Yeah, like flying in, at the end, we were just like flying through this like creek, a little small valley thing. It was really yeah. cool, like really low. I can hear him telling you. Okay, then. Pull up, you can go up now. <laughs> you can get up a little higher now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I think that's the end of our yeah. our episode. But if you want to, do you oh, want yeah, to plug your plug. yeah plug your website first because we were gonna do that a while ago and we never did. So why don't you plug your website? Oh yeah. So you all know that I'm a film and video game composer, and if you want to listen to my music, it is available at kaganbreitenbach.com. And you can find that also. It's linked from my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, and all of those things are linked on my website. It's all an interconnected thing. So Rochelle can stalk away. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. I like when you flick your hair like that. I wonder if she saw the picture of you with your pies. I almost posted it on the on group Instagram? page. Yeah. I haven't I haven't posted anything. I felt super slutty when I posted that that picture over the summer on there. Right, your shirtless that, picture for Rochelle. Yeah, I, po- I, w- I went swimming up on the mountains and I and I decided to pimp myself out. And, to Rochelle. And only. I don't think since then I've put a picture because I felt a little ashamed about that. <laughs> it was only from like it was like literally was like from, from here. You could see yeah, naked shoulders. There, was, there weren't any, there were no nips. No, I was weren't. Just, I was just teasing the ladies. Uh huh. <laughs> that's what they call it. And I have nothing interesting to plug. Insert, no. marriage, insert marriage joke here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your name of your wife? Nothing interesting? Nothing. I got nothing interesting to plug. I mean, we're, we're not even into pegging. So. <laughs>
Yeah. Okay, well, That's I... That's what I kept thinking about when you talk about him not watching uh, uh, Deadpool, by the way. Oh. Uh, is there a pegging joke in there or something? Uh, yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. Scene. Yeah. That's good. Was yeah. it the International scene? Women's... International Women's yeah. Day. Yeah. Nope. 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 Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. Nope. <laughs> I love her little motion. With it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, all of his veins in his neck are popping out. Shit, he's like, no. Mm-mm. Wait, does he? Yeah. yeah oh my god. Mm-hmm. Have you not seen Deadpool? You know me. It's pretty funny. <gasps> it's a comic book movie and it's a comedy. Yeah, it's good. It's like it's amazing. It's the antithesis of the movie that I'm trying to find. You <laughs> will die laughing. Do you see my swocks? I know how obsessed you are with it. My Deadpool You watch that program every evening. I do. That's my go-to when I can't sleep. Well, I have things to plug. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. I can't make that joke with my brothers here. (laughs) It got weird, didn't it? It did. It got weird. What I would normally say cannot be said, but use your imagination. I mean, we listen to the shows. Right. Yeah, Yeah, you'll know what I'm going to say, but I can't do it with you in the room. Literally. (laughs) 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 If you want to find us on uh, social media, you can go to Facebook and find us at Color Me Dead Podcast. We also have the Color Me Dead Podcast group. We have Instagram, which is Color Me Dead Podcast. I think. And Twitter is Color Me Dead Pod, which you won't find me there very often because I don't know how the hell it works. And my Instagram is gory underscore Nikki. So you can find us in all those places if you would like. <laughs> yes. Oh and oh and by the way on my on my on my crap. If you don't know how to spell my name, just Google it. I'm the only one with my name and Google will help you. B-R-E-I. It will it will autocorrect for you and direct you to the appropriate. Place. Will it really? Yes. If you take if you type in phonetically like what my name sounds like, it will it will help you. I'm gonna try it in all the different ways now. K gun Breton badge. <laughs> Breton badge. Remember when we were little and you had that computer that said things back to you and yes. it said, "I am Cornholio." <laughs> I mean, TP for my bunghole. That, that, so, so that's that, how grown up we are. So that was a, there was a, it, it was a MS-DOS program called Spell It 2, which was a s- educational spelling game about, with frogs in it. And that and, we totally misused. Yes. And, and when you start the game, there's like this old man voice. <laughs> he said everything with this really we- weird cadence of only like early 90s computer programming. Can. And, and you just type, so it would be like, hello, Kagan. When the game started off. <laughs> so I just I welcome Corn Halio. Corn It was it was like he was breathing it. Corn Halio. Maybe it was supposed to sound like a frog. I don't know, but it was creepy welcome as Korn shit. Halio. And every time we said Corn Halio, we thought <laughs> I need teepee for my bunghole. Didn't we make it say that too? I think so. Probably. Yeah, we we laughed way too hard. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Are you threatening me? <laughs> yes. If you want to get Ann Kay going, that's a good one. Just start doing the butthead laugh. Really? <laughs> and then she'll start giggling like an idiot. It's pretty There's funny. some Eminem lyrics that gets her going, too. Just From saying. What song? 
Um, the chicks don't even know the name of my band. Oh, yeah. She'll go to town. She yeah. just listens to that all the time. <laughs> D12 song. Yeah, D12. Yeah. And she listened to Ooze Yourself in the Music the Moment You Want It. She knew every single word to that it's song. Hard to listen to, or it's hard to think of her listening to that. I know. Right. I feel like there's boundaries there oh, that were crossed. Oh shit, did she listen to this? I no <laughs> way. The Williamses would, most of them would probably die. Right. I think, well, because I, I, I... They know I mean, me. The they would go to their bishop's thought, office and cry. Ben, maybe Ben would listen to this, because yeah, I, don't th- I think Ben is the only one of them that didn't kind of like straight edge up as he got older. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Calvin... Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. I'm not sure. Well, don't hijack planes. And And stay stay out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye.